For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome into Believe in Commanders. We're so glad you're joining us. I was away for a week in Disney, but Anthony held down the show. Love that episode with Lake Lewis. A lot of nuggets. Everybody knows Lake. That was great stuff, Anthony. But AAA, how are you doing, my friend? It's good to see your face after a week off. Man, I'm good. I'm good. Glad to see you as well. Got some work going on down here at the house that they're wrapping up right now. So um, hopefully the efficiency is much better after this spray foam. We added some spray foam to the uh, in the attic. Yeah. So There you go. Well, here in Georgia, it is heated up. We skipped over what little bit of spring we had, and it's basically summer. But football talk never stops. We are, despite the uh, temperature, we're, we're only in March for, for one more week, and then we're going into draft season. So we've got a, a fun little show to talk more about the draft and the commander, specifically what they're going to do with the draft. we got a guest that is going to join us here in just a second. But tell us about our sponsors, our guys at Bet Online, AAA. Oh, the folks over there at Bet Online, they're absolutely awesome. If you haven't been there, be sure you go check it out. The website is betonline.ag. It's been the number one spot to do all of our NFL betting. You can also do NBA, NHL, esports. They got some golf over there as well. Even XFL action is over there at betonline.ag. And they've been so kind, so courteous, so friendly to make a nice code for anybody who uses it for their first time. The code is B L E A V. They've been giving out a 50% welcome bonus. So a few weeks back, the commanders were plus 2,500 odds to win the NFC. You could go and make a $100 bet, get $50 back on that. So uh, Believe is where the game starts, and it is definitely a fun place uh, to hang out for all your sports betting needs, uh, football season or not. Check them out at betonline.ag. They have little draft props in there, too. You can bet on who you think, like whether it's going to be an offensive or defensive player, uh, best odds to go first overall. So you can jump in there uh, when the draft comes around as well. Well, we want to talk about the draft and specifically what the commanders might do. We know about the free agency moves they've made. They brought in Wiley. They brought in Gates, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Cameron Dantzler, some guys that you talked with Lake Lewis about last week. But now there's some holes. There's still some holes to be filled, and we thought we'd bring in a guy that I think a lot of Commanders fans might know about, and that is Adam Aniba with the Burgundy and Gold Report. Adam, welcome in, my friend. It's good to see you. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. It's always fun, you know. Leading up to April, that's when draft season. But me, it's all year round. So I just look forward to always talking about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So tell us, you you've been growing up in in the in DC, the Maryland suburbs, forever. You've been doing this for a long time. So you're not just some fan out there that just kind of throwing up uh, clipboards and, and and bulletin boards. You've been doing this for a long time with the Scouting Academy. Tell us a, a little bit about yourself for those that yeah, don't know you. You know, I, I I start of course by being a fan, but you know, in the early '90s, you know, I was just someone that always had notes. I you know, I was doing mock drafts before people were talking about it. You know, making my own scenarios from 
you know, first round and seventh round. And uh, about seven years ago, started the Burgundy and Gold Report. And then over the last three, four years, about five, four years ago, like you said, about that, when I attended the Scout Academy, you know, it was great guys there, you know, Lewis Riddick, you know, Scott Pioli, you know, a lot of former NFL GMs really teaching, you know, the ins and outs and trying to, you know, separate yourself as a fan and an evaluator. So, you know, it's just been fun along the way, you know, interviewing, you know, some guys. And I just kind of happened to fall into, you know, a small school and HBCU prospects. Uh, Darius Leonard was one of the first um, nice. HBCU guys that, you know, I really did a deep dive in. And, you know, during that draft, you know, a lot of people just didn't know. And I, you know, I was glad to be, you know, one of the outlets to really, you know, bring some exposure. But since then, you know, over the past three years, you know, Kyle Duggar, uh, second round, the Pats, uh, Joshua Williams, Fayetteville State, went to the Chiefs last year. Uh, this year, you know, we talked to Justin Ford of Montana State. And, you know, these are the names the people they get in the second, third round. You see teams like Seattle saying, who are these guys? Well, these are those guys that you know, really have to do a deep dive. In. And, you know, what we are taught is, you know, five, eight games before you can really come to any kind of conclusion. So, you know, it's a work in progress for me. But, yeah, I love what I do, man. I like it. I like to hear that the, the five and eight games and uh, to really get a good idea on a player. Because um, I, I know the highlights get watered down. You know, yeah. sometimes when you watch tape and it's all the good plays, that doesn't tell you the story. That just tells you, you know, the splash plays or just how things happened. Um, I know when I look at that players and I have not been to the scouting academy, so I don't have the credentials you do, Adam. But <laughs> when I when I look at players, I always want to look at. I want to see their best game. I want to see their statistically worst game. And then I wanted to see a game to where they were playing up or down to talent. Um, you know, and if I have a chance to uh, actually, you know, see, like, hey, man, they, they went up against Alabama and they held their own, then that means something to me. Regardless if they lost 60 to 6, uh, they, he held up against Alabama. But I don't want to take this whole stage right now. But let's get this thing rolling. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we know, I think we, as commanders fans and as a commander show and, and Adam, you have a, you have a show about the burgundy and gold as well. We're all kind of thinking the same idea, right? Cornerback, offensive lineman, maybe a linebacker in there. So straight up, if, if, if the commanders stay at 16, who are you looking at? Is there a position you prefer uh, over the other? What do you think uh, the commanders do there? Like you said, you know, offensive tackle, interior offensive lineman, cornerback. To me, those are, you know, the top three. You know, you keep hearing guys like, you know, Cole Kincaid, uh, tight end, Utah. I just don't see them doing that. I, you know, not, it's not as much as my faith in the Ron Rivera, the evaluator, get the right guy, but it was kind of a tell during free free agency, you know, like second tier guys. And, you know, what I'm seeing is Leno is not going to go anywhere. So I think that although I'm high on a lot of offensive tackles in this class, you know, Broderick Jones, Georgia, Antoine Harrison, you know, Oklahoma, Paris Johnson, OSU, you know, you can keep going. So one of those guys are probably going to be available, but I'm really leaning towards that situation we saw last year, that they're going to have a couple guys on the board, including offensive tackles, uh, where they could possibly trade back. And that's why I think this draft is just extremely deep. Um, I think they're going to go cornerback. I really do. Because I think that once they do a deep evaluation, they'll see that, you know, a guy like Leno, you know, they can, you know, he's more than serviceable for this year. You know, maybe they hope for a little longer, but, you know, Benjamin St. Juice hasn't been able, you know, 12 games missed in two years. You know, Kendall Fuller, although he's 27, sometimes you think he's 34, you know, just on, you know, the up and down play. Um, so I think it, it, to me, it's a no brainer. You know, we saw them get Cam, uh, Cam Dantzler from Minnesota, but again, you know, this is a guy that a former third rounder has been up and down. 
it's been since 2013 since they selected Carlos Rogers. So I think cornerback is, you know, the likely pick. And, you know, the guys that, you know, I've done a deep dive so far, uh, you know, Devin Witherspoon of Illinois, I think he's the first one to come off the board. Uh, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Um, and right now, uh, my two favorite uh, after those guys is Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State, a big guy, six foot two, really long. Um, I think that a lot of fans are going to be caught up that he's played, you know, predominantly a lot of press coverage. Um, but the thing is, I really do believe what I heard from Del Rio, you know, earlier in the season last year is that they really want to try to get more physical at the line. And it just it didn't happen. You know, you basically play your personnel. So I think this year, you know, the investment in Deron Payne, it actually means a lot for the cornerbacks because I think mm -hmm. that allows them to play a lot closer, get more physical. And, you know, a guy like Joey Porter, then a guy just put out um, a scouting report today, Deon, uh, Deontay Banks from Maryland, you know, is another really physical corner. So to me, you talk about value, you know, what they're trying to do this year. Ron Rivera, you know, he'll say all the right things about building a team for the future, but this is hot seat year for him. So I think out of all the positions of need, a guy that they get at 16 or even, like I said, a trade back a couple was a cornerback, will be able to contribute right away. Offensive tackle, as much as we want to have that, if we need that, I don't see them stepping in playing right away. I think with the acquisition of Wiley from Kansas City at right tackle, Leno at left tackle, uh, you know, they're making some moves. They got the kid that almost literally lost his leg for the Giants. Uh, is going to play, you know, center if Rulie can't, can't go right away. So I think that they're, they're, again, doing some wholesale changes on the offensive line, but they can't get away with that at the cornerback position. So that, that's where I see them. And, and this is probably not going to happen. Very small likelihood in my eyes. But in what scenario would you – see Washington making a move to jump up in the draft. Is there a player that you think that they'd be chasing after that would just coerce them to maybe jump up into like maybe 12 or 11 or somewhere up there to get a guy? No, you know, and, and I, I believe them, not that I, everyone should be so sold on Sam Howell, Joby, Jacoby Brissett, but I don't see them. The only way is if you're talking about if Young or Stroud, even though there's all this talk about Richardson, if anybody's truly broke him down, this guy's he, he's a ways off from being a franchise quarterback. And to me, someone will take him in the top 20, but he, he's a bit of a stretch. So you're talking about younger Stroud. If they somehow, one of those guys drops out of the top 12, that's a realistic trade-up. But other than that, into the top 10, you're talking about Morgan and their Morgan mortgaging their future. And I, I think Ron Rivera knows he doesn't have one right now. So they're really going to roll with, you know, who they have a quarterback. So I don't see any other position that they'd really, you know, move up anything significantly. I think again, trade backs more likely. I think that they're really going to hold their hat on being able to get guys like uh, Robinson, Cole Turner, you know, guys that they were able to get in that trade back and still get a guy like Jahan Dotson. So to me, I think that's the most likely scenario. And, you'll still be able to get a premier blue chip cornerback, even if you do that. Okay. All right. I like that. We've had this discussion already on our show, uh, Adam. Uh, I think Anthony was, was going to go offensive lineman and I went cornerback. So I was kind of with you there. So it, I know the board kind of evolves as the draft goes on, but so if you take a corner in round one, are you looking at offensive line in round two? Uh, what are, who are some guys that might be available there? And maybe along those lines, between corner and offensive line, what which class or which position group do you think is the deepest to where you could get some potential starter round one value even in a round two or three? Yeah, I I, I think uh, cornerback is still it, it. The problem is, I think you're going to see, believe it or not, five to seven 
cornerbacks going first round. That's my prediction. Ooh. Just looking at, you know, the team needs and a lot of the guys out there. So what that's going to do is that's going to push a lot of those offensive linemen into the second round. You know, Osiris Torrance is an interior lineman I wrote on from Florida. A lot of people I know have him first round, but I think just on the amount of quarterbacks, cornerbacks, you know, edge rushers, edge rushers is really strong in this class. Somebody in that with those first round grades is going to be pushed back. And to me, Osiris Torrance, will he be there when Washington picks? Quite possibly, because I do think a guy like uh, Steve Avilia, who's a, another interior lineman for TCU, you know, teams are starting to get enamored with, you know, technique. And although, you know, a guy like Torrance is really good at what he does and Frankly, he made Richardson, you know, have the kind of tape that he put out. Uh, Avilia, you know, we saw him, you know, in the college football playoffs, just really open up holes for a run game that really wasn't stellar heading into the, you know, into the college football playoffs. So I think that you'll have guys like that dropping a guy that I really, I, I don't know how anyone would consider a center in the second round because even though, again, they have a guy like Rouillet, but he can't stay healthy. You know, they signed the kid. He used to play for the Giants' gates. Um, this guy, John Michael Schmitz, a center from uh, Minnesota, that's a guy. I like uh, that name, like, too. 10, 10, 15 years, he's, he's your center. And I think if you really want to have Howell have the best opportunity to succeed, although a left tackle is really important, you know, again, they do have some guys there. But center, we saw them go through four last year, four or five, excuse me. So I think that, you know, getting a guy in the second round, that's definitely not a reach because you're talking about, you know, depth, but you're also talking about somebody that you could expect to play maybe sometime in year one. So I think in the second round, although fans are going to love to talk about a lot of the linebackers, I love a lot of the linebackers. I just, I'm starting to see a pattern with them. And I don't think that they're just going to put really a ton of premium on those Mike linebackers. I think we're going to see more of, you know, the guy that they just signed from Seattle, uh, Jamin Davis, Cam Curl. You know, they're all going to be in the mix to have that green dot on the back of the helmet call and play. So it definitely won't be a rookie linebacker, you know, starting this year. And that's why I don't, I don't see one in the second round. Maybe if we get lucky, somebody slips, you know, a Jack Campbell, Iowa, Dan Henley, uh, Washington State I love. That'll go to the third round and maybe it'll just be, you know, best value for them. But I would not be surprised if we see them get to fourth round and then they'll fourth or fifth round before they even take a linebacker. I think that they'll really dedicate their resources to the defensive backfield and offensive line. I like that. I like that. Washington's had recent success in the third round, fourth round and all and beyond. I mean, some of the guys that, the, that are mainstays on this team right now have been, you know, third round and later uh, draft picks. Who's who are maybe one or two guys, maybe a guy on offense, maybe a guy on defense that um, if not Washington, but just overall fans could should have their their ears out for eyes out for for, you know, maybe somebody you haven't named. Uh, who do you see as, as a position or a player that could be there uh, in the later rounds that, that you should pay attention to? Um, you know, we start talking the later rounds. You know, I, again, I'll go on some of the guys that, that, that I've looked at. Um, Jeez, I, I just dropped my 20th today. And again, I talked about my interview with Justin Ford. Uh, he's a guy in Montana. And a lot of people still have him as a mid to, you know, uh, late round guy in that fourth, fifth round. But again, I love his tape. I'm breaking down what I see he can do. He's a ball hawk, you know, nearly six foot two um, out of Montana. I have him being one of those teams like Seattle, grabbing him maybe in the second, third round, even though most of the league has him in, you know, that fourth, fifth round range. But, you know, that's my guy, Justin Ford, cornerback Montana, to really look out for because you're going to see some, you know, um, HBCU guys, you know, sprinkled in. Uh, we saw it with the Deion Sanders. Um, I think that was the HBO show when he featured, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Jackson. Jackson. State. Yep. 
Aubrey Miller Jr. is a guy that I featured uh, a couple months back. He's a linebacker, not a Mike, um, but I love that guy. You know, even if it's not Washington, you know, maybe in the late fifth, sixth round, that's a guy that's just a gamer that's really going to attack the line of scrimmage that you're going to love to have on special teams. But more of those kind of guys as far as late round grinders. But uh, so far, again, we got a month to go, so I'm still going through the process, hoping to, you know, unearth some gems. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so you, you brought up a position just kind of in passing there at pass rusher. And I, I saw a scenario and I was kind of thinking through this. And, you know, I, 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 there are a lot of Twitter scenarios that we see. So you have to sift through some of them. But one of the ones I saw was, would Washington potentially consider an edge rusher in the first or second round or early, maybe not first or second even, but early enough to be a contributor knowing that they may or may not have to make a choice between Chase Young and Montez Sweat, do they kind of go the Eagles route and go for luxury right now with, with a couple years down the line in, 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 in the, in the future? You know what I mean? Right. So right. I, I'm thinking if, if Washington goes that way, is there a pass rusher that you could see them going after that would be a, a game wrecker to where they then next year are having to decide between Chase Young and Montez Sweat, they have a young guy already in place. Yeah, the one dark horse I see for the first round, I haven't got into the later round particular dark horses yet, but uh, George's Nolan Smith. He's a guy, undersized edge, you know, you know, the jury's out with some people thinking, you know, would it be better on a 3-4 outside linebacker or he's a straight-up edge, but he's, you know, just under 6'3". I think he's came check the boxes around 255, I think it was about. Um, so a lot of people think he's going to slip out of the top 15. To me, that's a guy, you know, he's he's going to wreak havoc, I, I think, on the next level pretty quickly. You can use him situational. Would they pull the trigger on that for the future? Again, it, it's, it's all about Ron Rivera's thinking, you know, because if you're talking about instant impact this year, they're going to really lean on Montez Sweat, and, you know, even Chase Young uh, coming off that injury to really produce. And I think with Obata and then the other wholesale guys you've seen that they've really bought, you know, no disrespect to them, but, you know, guys that they brought out to you know, be in the rotation, um, I don't see it happening, but it would really be interesting, like, like I said, if Nolan Smith just happened to slip to them, because that's a guy you could get situational, and he's going to give you six, seven sacks on the year. If you just, you know, if you're talking about thirty percent of the snaps a game in his rookie season, he's that explosive. I like that one. I like that. That's a name that uh, when I do the mock drafts, his name pops up, and I'm like, ooh, would you take a chance on a guy that has some skills like this? Uh, and, and he could be dangerous. I mean, he could be dangerous. So add some speed to a defensive pass rush, and maybe maybe they start throwing in some twists and, and stunts like that. But let's flip over to the offensive side. It wouldn't be a Washington podcast if they didn't have a little bit of quarterback controversy. Uh, you got to figure that they're going to pick somebody in this draft. I think that you have to. Um, I think it's gotten to the point now where they say you draft a quarterback every year. Uh, if you think there's somebody there, um, what quarterback in those later rounds would be worth the worth the, getting a flyer on down here in Washington? And uh, what quarterback do you think uh, should be able to come in and, and not necessarily compete for the job, but you know, be in the be in the mix? Yeah, I'll give you two names. One um, is Cameron Ward from Washington State. You know, he's another guy, a dual threat. But again, he's always he's he looks he scrambles to, you know, really open up the action downfield. So he's one that's really kind of gone on gone under the radar. I think he'll be available in that fifth, sixth round range. But again, get back to, you know, my small school roots, um, Tyson Badgett from Shepherd University. You know, he's start, he started picking up a little buzz, didn't really have a great senior bowl week, but, you know, threw for over 17,000 yards 
at his time at Shepard. And, you know, those two are the kind of guys you're talking about right now with uh, Howell and Brissett, you know, likely they'll probably keep a third quarterback on the roster, but you know, those two guys I mentioned, I don't think they'd be in danger of getting plucked off the practice squad. So you could really develop, you know, one or two of those guys, even both if one of them seemed to, you know, go on draft, because I definitely think that could happen. But those are two guys that I really did again, eight games on each. And I really walked away forecasting, you know, what they would do well on the next level. And with Badgett, like I said, you know, he's a guy 17,000 yards, but he really could use his feet. He just chose not to a lot of the times really open up things downfield. Level of competition is always going to be in question for a guy like that. But, you know, talking about a guy that's sixth, seventh round. Yeah. These are guys that you're talking about developing. So those are so far, those are two guys I've uh, zeroed in on. I would like to see them develop some quarterbacks, especially once they, they've got in, they brought in Tavita Pritchard from Stanford, a young guy who should, um, ideally have some lo- longevity in the league. And I mean, if things go well, you know, AB gets a promotion to head coach, he goes OC and you never know, he may be starting his own coaching tree in the NFL. Um, Brian, do you have any, you know, one last question in it for, uh, for Adam? Yeah. So I was, I was going to ask, you know, I, again, the, the draft unfolds in a bunch of different ways, but come the end of the draft at, at the end of the weekend, what is an ideal scenario? Like what, what do you want to see Washington do? Like what are some boxes that they need to check for this to be a successful draft in your opinion, based on some of the guys that you've studied, but also some of their needs and, and, and you've mentioned Ron Rivera, his philosophy, but what would just be like an A plus draft look like for the commanders? Um, I think it would be again, a situation where in the first, you know, three to four picks you've, you've addressed cornerback and offensive lineman, maybe two times over, because I think, you know, you see all these names in the cornerback room, but it's honestly a bunch of guys that are seconds. Maybe, you know, we're talking about Benjamin St. Juice and Fuller, but the rest of them, it's a lot of question marks there. So I think not just one cornerback too. And again, we talked about deep, how deep the positions are. Those are two positions that are really deep. If you can walk away in the, those first four picks, let's say two corners and, you know, interior offensive lineman and a tackle, I think right away, you're talking about guys who can probably contribute this year. But A plus, um, I just want to see them, you know, not only get positions of need, I really want to see them anytime that there's value on the board, even, you know, we talked about pass rushers, even, you know, wide receivers, you know, I want to see them make investments in that. You know, there's been talk about Dame Brown possibly being shopped. So, you know, you have Curtis Samuel, who's a free agent at 24. So although they're looking deep right now, you know, other than McLaurin and Dotson, you know, nothing is certain probably after this year. So, you never know what's going to happen. I think an A plus would be just, again, hitting on all the positions you need. And you know, we talk about the running back position. Antonio Gibson, free agent next year. They cut DJ uh, JD McKissick. So again, you, positions that looked solid last year are going to be a lot different looking next year. So to me, it's just really addressing a lot of the positions and you know, getting the best player on the board. That's what I like to see. I'm muted like I'm a rookie. <laughs> One last question for you. Uh, you said best player on the board. You're sitting at 16. Bijan Robinson is sitting there. That's Are you going with a Robin? You, you say so you pass on him or you take him? As tempting as that is to take him, I just I would probably really think about it hard. I don't think Washington does. I think that 
not only because Robinson's upside. I think every, you know, the whole story with Robinson last year, I think the last thing in this draft we could expect is a first round receiver and a first round running back. Cause I think those are two, they're not going to challenge those guys, but that could be a position where you have a valuable trade piece. And, you know, there's a couple teams looking to move up and maybe, you know, get a little more than you might have with some other players. Cause like I said, I don't think those quarterbacks are going to be slipping. So he might be one of the few guys that can allow you to get, you know, some better picks, even, you know, picks into next year, depending on how far you have to move back. But as much as I love him, yeah. I, I don't I don't see him doing it, but I, after that, you know, all bets are off going into the second through seventh rounds. Yeah, awesome. there, there are some there are some like sweet pieces that I see in this draft that I would love for Washington to do. I just don't. I'm with you. I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger or not. But Adam, we appreciate you joining us on your lunch break, man. We're 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 happy to spend your your lunch time uh, with us. But give us uh, your socials and all that, and where everybody can find your work, so we can see some of these breakdowns and follow you as we get closer to the draft in this next month. Sure. You know, on Twitter, find me at the B and G report. Uh, you can always find us live on Twitter every Wednesdays, me and Douglas McRae. Uh, we do a show draft on tap where, you know, we have people from the NFL network, senior bowl, anywhere where we can really get them all. Just talking about all things draft. I'll always find my content at the burgundy and goldreport.com. Uh, that's where I, you know, also my link to my, uh, my YouTube channel, the burgundy and gold report, which is uh, B and G report happy hour. Um, find me on Facebook. Uh, my my link tree is on Twitter. Uh, you can find me there again. The Burgundy and GoToPort.com. We're releasing uh, prospect scouting evaluations every week. We just dropped today Deontay Banks from Maryland, our twentieth, and we'll go all the way up until draft night. So just check us out. The Burgundy and GoToPort.com. I love it. Love it. Love it. Thanks for making it over here with us, Adam. Appreciate you hanging out, dropping your knowledge. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank man. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you, brother. Take it easy, guys. All right, see ya. Good stuff there. Yes, it was. That was good to have yeah. uh, have a, another voice pop in. Uh, you know, a, a, a Washington fan. Then uh, he's taking it into his own hands to go out there and get some scouting, uh, do some scouting, and, and learn that side of things. Um, so it's pretty good. It's good to see. I, I'm I'm very impressed with. Uh, what y'all Commanders fans out there doing and making of yourselves, man. Yeah. You just don't yell and scream on Sundays. Uh, you do some other things during the week. So thanks, Adam, for joining us uh, to talk about the draft. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely going to be checking out what he has uh, there as we lead up. And some of those names, I, I was having to Google. I'm like, ah. uh, but I, I'm, I know that those are going to be names that are going to come up and hopefully the Commanders take advantage of, of some of those late round gems. Because you were right, you mentioned – They've, they've had guys that are contributing. I mean, Cam Curl is about to get broke off, and he was a seventh-round pick. So the draft is so important. It's not just uh, round one and round two. It goes all the way to round seven. So uh, I, I selfishly wanted to uh, talk a little Commander's News, anything that we've missed over the last week. I know you and Lake broke it down big time with the, the free agency news. I think Jacoby Brissett might have signed after that episode, but I, I am thrilled with that, that pick up there for Jacoby Brissett. I think a veteran quarterback that has had some success, has uh, mentored other quarterbacks before. Uh, he seems like the perfect package and the perfect pick there, and I'm really glad that he'll be in the Burgundy and Gold. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett coming in, you know, that steady veteran. He's had success in the league, like you said. He's And, and I think the biggest thing is that he will understand that, you know, if they go with Sam Howe, that it's like it's nothing personal. It's not going to – I don't think you're going to see a scenario where he's proclaiming they don't pay me to to mentor this guy. Um, 
So I think he's going to take take to it well. I mean, he, he gets to go in there, play football, compete for a job. Um, if he ends up being the starter, I think that the team still has some success. Um, but, you know, if Howell ends up being the guy, which is I, what I'm pretty much leaning on, probably 70-30, um, I think the offense probably can go a step further just because of uh, his youth and his excitement that, that he'll bring. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I thought it was cool. You mentioned Tavita Pritchard, and I was going to mention this when you brought him up, but it, he reached out to Andrew Luck, who he played with at Stanford, and so kind of got the uh, the AOK on Jacoby Brissett, just another uh, voice that is lending his 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 back backing up uh, the the pick for uh, Jacoby Brissett there. So I thought that was cool that Andrew Luck kind of chimed in there. And um, so yeah, I, I think it's great. I think they could have gotten a, a worse veteran. And I think you're right. I think it's going to push Sam Howell to hopefully be the best that he can be because this is not – I don't think – I think with this signing, this is this is a given that they're going in with a competition in mind. You know what I mean? It's not going to be just yeah. given to Sam Howell. I think that's so important. Yeah. You got two, you know, essentially – everybody's running new offense, but you also have two, you know, one guy who's been across the league and experienced a lot, been uh, up there in new England, I want to say a little bit. Um, so, you know, Jacoby's going to come with such so much knowledge and experience. Um, and, you know, if I'm Sam Howell, I'm leaning on that. I am trying to, you know, stay in, in Jacoby's hip pocket and just see how he handles things, how he leads and how he does his, how he does his job day to day to be a pro. Uh, but then when it's time to get on the field, go ahead and, and showcase your own skills, you know. So yeah. that would be that would be my big thing for Sam Howell. But uh other bits of commander's news with the, over the weekend we got a little excited. Yeah. Man, they had us thinking that the sale was was happening on Monday, y'all. I was I was I do not stay up late anymore with a uh, four month old, but I was staying up late refreshing my Twitter, expecting the news to drop overnight. Waking up on Sunday morning like it was Christmas, and that has not happened. And I know there, this is, there are a lot of moving parts. I understand that a an almost seven billion dollar franchise probably takes a while, but I felt uh, it felt like a little bit of a tease. I don't know how you felt when I was seeing a lot of that coming up. Yeah, I, hell, I thought it was a done deal. I, I was I was waiting for a press conference and all of that, but. Um, Needless to say, there's just been another another few names have been dropped in the hat. I think there's a, a Canadian billionaire. I'm not even going to try to attempt his name. It was rather lengthy. Papapopoulos or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something along those lines. He's from Canada. Um, he's got Apparently, he's taking a tour, so he's going to throw his name in the hat, throw some money on the table. Uh, I think the one thing to think about that, my first thought was, oh, there's a, there's a Can- Can- Canadian Canada series, right? The, you know, yeah. you can see them. Uh, maybe you get Washington to go up to Toronto. I know they used to do that with the Bills. So you never know. You may have a Canada series should he get in the mix. And then uh, Magic Johnson's name came up yeah. to to be able to join uh, the Josh Harris, uh, uh, Andrew Rawls uh, bidding team. So that's that's enticing as well. It's interesting. I think that he brings a different dynamic that may be able to potentially open some doors um, and get some connections to, you know, maybe get something moved into DC. I think that that was the biggest question that Twitter had was can, can Harris get something in DC in regards to a stadium since he hasn't been able to get something in downtown Philly. Um, Yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's getting exciting, but all you got to do right now, guys, just 
just get your popcorn, hang tight, and enjoy yeah. the show. Yeah, I think soon we're going to be popping bottles. It's just depending on who it is. I feel like the door is still slightly – I mean, this is just a guess. I feel like the door is still slightly cracked for a guy like Jeff Bezos who could swoop in with a big-time deal. And I saw a report that 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 kind of feud between Dan Snyder and Jeff Bezos is a little overblown. Um, I don't know if Jeff Bezos has any interest or anything like that. So I think at this point, I think the sale is happening or is going to happen. It's just a matter of who. Uh, I think we heard about the owners meetings that there's nothing on the agenda, but that they could always meet if something comes up. So uh, I agree with you. I think it's coming soon. Um, if you had to go to bed online, it was available. I, I'm not sure if it is, but maybe, maybe it is. And you had to put, uh, put something down. Who are you betting by as the commanders? He said bet online, not bed online. No, bet no. online. <laughs> e yeah. Don't sleep on it. Let's say we sleep it in the metaverse now. Um, the way I feel, I feel like right now you kind of got to go with that uh, Josh Harris group of people. Um, I feel like they've apparently had the most, you know, the most lucky. The reports were that their their offer was going to get get picked up, but once you start bringing in Magic Johnson, I think that he's, you know, you start getting some strategic partners inside of this. Uh, room of very wealthy individuals, uh, and I think that it's it makes it very enticing to go with go that route. You know, if you get the if you get just a you know a Jeff Bezos, um, where there'll definitely be some innovative things. Might be drones delivering your beer and and hot dogs at, at the game, but I, I feel like having a mind uh, a. Uh, uh, a mindset group, if you will, just a group of people who've done it at a high level yeah. uh, to come in to be able to, you know, drop some different ideas. It gives you a little bit more flexibility moving forward. So I would put my money on that Josh Harris group. They're probably a favorite in my eyes, but uh, that's where I drop a couple bucks. Yeah, if if I might, I might leave like a, a one one penny or two just for Jeff Bezos, just in case, because you never know with that guy. Uh, but I'm with you. I think that Josh Harris. I think there's something to be said that he owns, uh, you know, has ownership stakes in a couple of different franchises. So he's done it before. It's not the fact that he just has a lot of money. It's that the, the fact that he has been involved with sports. Um, you know, he's he's also, like you said, brought in potentially bringing in Magic Johnson, who obviously is involved with sports. And there's something to be said there. It's a little bit different than I think you know, uh, running Amazon prime and, and you know what, you know what I mean? So there, there's some experience there and it's not just who they have. And, and you're right. It's a whole group. It's not just one guy, which I, I think could be good and could make for some healthier, more level-headed decisions, which would be nice. Yeah. We definitely need that yeah. back in Washington. Need to have, need to have strong leadership. I mean, this is a, this is a storied franchise and it, it deserves to be, you know, the fans deserve, the, the franchise deserves to have strong representation, um, you know, to make sure that they're making decisions that are really going to help push things forward, you know, yeah. help help improve, you know, the facilities, help improve the stadiums, help improve the fan experience, uh, alumni experience, all of those things. Uh, you need to make sure you address them. Um, and and I can see that working really hopefully with anybody that, that bids and, and purchases this team, but, I just say whoever does is be willing to listen to those that are out there you know, willing to offer their opinion. Not everything is good, but a lot of it is some pretty solid uh, opinions that, that can help improve the squad.
Yeah, absolutely. Well, anything else out there? I feel like I'm trying to make up for like two weeks worth by jumping into this episode. But uh, is there anything else out there that we're, we're forgetting before we sign off for, for the day? Man, uh, the only thing I want to know is um, what was your favorite ride down there at Disney? What, what was your favorite one? All right. So we're, we're pretty big on Disney. So I have to admit it was the second time that I wrote it. But the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Epcot is top notch. If you like roller coasters and you kind of like a an immersive experience. It's like both of those combined into one. It is a lot of fun. Um, good stuff. But yeah, uh, Disney, Disney is so much fun. We're, we're big Disney people and yeah. uh, our almost three-year-old had the time of her life and that was all that mattered. So now that I'm still catching up on sleep, that's what I keep reminding myself. When did that one come out? The Gardens of the Guardians was, of the Galaxy. It was uh, last year sometime. May oh, okay. last year. Right. Yeah. So, so, so I'll, I'll, Disney is free until you're three. Okay. So my daughter doesn't turn three for another couple of months. So we've kind of tried to take advantage of that a couple of times. So we're, we're running out of it. How come now. we didn't know that? How come yeah. I didn't know that? Well, probably because my wife hasn't been in your ear because she, she tries to tell everybody that, and she has done her research and she loves Disney more than the average bird. So that's, that's the only reason I knew I wouldn't have known that otherwise. My gosh. Yeah. I mean, and Armstrong family vacation coming up soon. My goodness. <laughs> well, shoot, man. We only got the one. We got the one that's under three. Yeah, that's true. And he barely getting to walk. And so he wouldn't get to enjoy too much. But I don't know. Who knows, man? Who knows? That's good to know. If you're listening, yeah. go check it out. Do two things. Number one, go to Disney because it's free before you're three. And then number two, check us out on all your favorite streaming platforms. That is like Sirius XM Radio, Watch Stadium, TuneIn Radio as well. You can get a listen to the Believe in Commander show and the other awesome shows on this Believe Network. Um, and then number two, follow us on social media, y'all. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh Hope. Trying to get the uh, TikTok up and working. We gonna we'll get, get the TikTok yeah. going too. Yeah, we getting the social media team rolling uh, to help get some content out for you. Your know, video wise, sixty second versions on TikTok. We will not be dancing. Uh, no. I can guarantee you're not gonna catch me over there. Hey, one of them wiggles or whatever. <laughs> if, if a sale happens, though, we might have to. That might be our debut video. Oh snap! We're gonna I be don't doing know. a I'm stitch. Putting, yeah. Yeah, you started out. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and then don't forget about our guys at Bet Online. Check them out. Use our code Believe. Seriously, like Anthony said at the beginning, put in a hundred bucks, you get fifty right back to to use with that that code B L E A V. Check them out. Like I said, uh, you know XFL MLB starts next week, and you can even make some prop bets on the draft and futures for the NFL. So check it all out there at BetOnline.ag. One one more thing before we go: Is your bracket totally busted like mine? I think mine is, you know, we had the little believe contest with everybody. I hadn't watched not Nan basketball game. Really? I didn't watch any like any other college basketball leading in. So mm -hmm. I was I was truly picking blind. And I don't oh, even gotcha, think I picked yeah. the fairly Dickinson win. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I had UCLA, they got beat by Gonzaga and a heartbreaker, and that's about all I had left. So yeah, it's all busted. But love the upsets and I'm sure you can find some of those last games on there as well thank you guys for tuning in we appreciate adam and neba for joining us from the burgundy and gold report you guys check him out check us out on all those socials and all those different platforms and we'll talk to you soon uh, and we'll be ready we're, we're gonna pop bottles here soon whenever this this transaction happens we'll be ready to talk about it
Yes, indeed. And so for Brian Murphy, I'm Anthony Armstrong. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you on the next one on the Believe in Commander show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.